Hi everyone, Tu Li here, one half of the China EVs and More duo. Outside of hosting our weekly live Twitter Spaces room and China EVs and More podcast, Lei and I are always kicking around ideas for new ways to inform you, our audience, on all that's happening around the world in the EV, AV, and mobility sectors. When I approached Lei about launching this podcast a couple of years ago, I had anticipated that what happens in China in these sectors would have huge implications globally. And that's precisely the case, especially in Europe and the United States, the two other largest auto markets. Despite all of the drama of 2022, China was still able to lead the world in NEV sales at around 6.5 million units. And it wasn't even close. That's almost 100% year-over-year growth, by the way. What's more, of the 1.8 million EVs sold in Europe, Between Q1 and Q3 of 2022, 11% came from Chinese automakers, a significant increase from just 2% in 2020. And that number is only going to grow. That's why it's so important to learn and know more about these companies, executives, brands, products, features, and services that are already hitting your shores. Whether you're a consumer, analyst, consultant, banker, but especially if you're a legacy OEM or tier one. I'm pretty confident that there isn't anyone else out there that can provide you with the type of detailed, up-to-date, and accurate coverage, insights, and opinions that Lay and I do. Our audience has grown significantly as the podcasts have piled up. So thank you for listening, being curious, and keeping us honest. I'm very pleased to introduce our latest Max episode, where we bring you conversations we've had with special guests from the EV, AV, chip, battery, and mobility space. In this Max episode, Lay sits down with Marco Kohlmeier, former executive at Bentler, an Austrian Tier 1 supplier that makes its bones providing components and modules for the automotive industry in the areas of chassis, body, engine, and exhaust systems as well as future technologies such as system solutions for electric vehicles. A couple of years ago, Bentler's EV systems business unit that Kohlmeier led developed an EV platform, and in an effort to separate the traditional business from the new opportunities in mobility and EVs, last November, Bentler spun off that EV systems business unit, and the Holon brand was created with Kohlmeier peeling off to head that company. For those wondering, holon comes from the Greek and means something that is both a whole and part of a whole. Holon recently unveiled its first product at CES, the L4-capable mover that is based on the EV platform that looks to compete with Cruise, Waymo, and Baidu in the robotaxi space. Lay talks to Marco about holon and a whole lot more. Here's our exclusive discussion with Marco. So, Marco, thank you for speaking to China EVs and more. Uh, we're here at CES 2023. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, last time I was here was 2020, and it's good to meet you again. I met a lot of people from you know China days. Uh, so, hold on. I guess to start off, tell us kind of the the spark. What was that reason behind? a traditional 100 how many years tier one company deciding to spin off the electric system technology and 
basically moving into, let's say, a startup making shuttles. What was the spark that made you do it? Yeah, first, thanks for having me after that long time of a break. So good to be back. So this mover is, is the consequently implementation of our strategy. So we started in 2017, and that's where we met, with e-mobility platform technology for passenger cars, which is close to half of the vehicle anyhow. And uh, we ever since, so or starting this business unit in these times, we had a clear vision that we are able to build vehicles. And you know, we built some vehicles in China with a customer not to be named, but very famous. We were part of the Sony vehicle. So we were already involved in vehicle integration. Sure. And the next hit is, of course, this technology is still existing with Bentler. And the next hit was to, uh, to take this technology and this capability we have and to build a mover. Because for me, the mover is a, or the, the autonomous mover market is a very interesting business because it is not a passenger vehicle and it's acting in a different kind of market with different peer groups. And, and that's why we are, I would say, able to do it. We don't want to become a competitor to our customers for, for, for good reason. This is for sure. Sure. Uh, and most of your customers are private PBs no. or, right? Exactly. So, okay. exactly. so we decided to make it. And we analyzed the market very deeply and saw that in the market for autonomous vehicles, there is a white spot because the whole scene is strongly working in, um, in autonomous stack development and software from this side. And we have a lot of, from the operations side, the deployments, the platform guys, but actually nobody has a vehicle. Of course, a lot of them took a normal passenger car and implemented the stack sure. and did, sure. but sure. this is not the solution for autonomous transportation because this is more a kind of an autonomous taxi. We saw this gap and we want to close it. And this is why we are here, somehow coming from the legacy business, able to make vehicles. We now offer this autonomous mover whole on uh, to fill the gap between the AD stack suppliers and the operators to make autonomous driving real. What's the, uh, behind the naming? The name is, uh, is from Greek. It's a, a name from, from, the, from physical technology, and it means, hold on, is a hole which is part of a hole. And to translate it, the vehicle <laughs> is a hole, but we are part of a hole, we are part of the new mobility. Okay, W-H-O-L-E. Yeah, yeah, hole. No, 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 not, not the whole hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, exactly. Exactly. Sure. exactly. Okay. And, and this is a deeper sense, and so it's not a fantasy name. Okay. It has a real connection right. to our to ambition our and our, right. strategy. our strategy. Right, okay. So we have companies like Cruise with the Origin. We have Zooks. We have Zetup with their latest shuttle, and they're also working with Beep. And you're working with Beep, you're working with Mobileye. Uh, some of these are kind of you know, partners and, and what's different about this particular, what is this called? What is this, does it have a name? Yeah, it, it does not have a, a, a real surname. We call it the hold on mover, okay. uh, potentially until our startup production, maybe we give him a, a special name. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah you, you meant it. I mean, first, which is good, we see in the market, or actually on the CS, a lot of mover vehicles, right. Right. Shuttles, which I really, which I really appreciate, appreciate because, right. because that shows 
that there is a demand in the market and there is more momentum coming up on this kind of segment. But our, our friends in the market, everybody has a different approach. As you said, we have the Zooks, the Crews. They are going for robo-taxing, the small ones. Okay. They are yeah. two or four-seater. And then we have the ZF, which is a much bigger car. So this is what we call in Europe the M3 class. So it's, yeah. it's bigger, 22 passengers. We are in the so-called M2 class which is 15 passenger capacity, which is quite small, smaller. And, and, and 15, 15, 15, 15 10-seated and 5 standing. standing. So for the time being, everybody of the, the, um, the other company, everybody has a, a special peer group to address, which is okay. We saw that the, there's a big market, especially in this compact size. For what reason? First, this mover is made for the urban area, for sure. Yeah, real downtown traffic to take okay. over, and especially in in big cities, and especially in Europe, and and uh, potentially also in Asia. Really, downtown streets are getting more and more tight. Yes. Yeah? And and we want to use, and and therefore, it's it's not good to have a bigger size of the vehicle, and especially for the on-demand service, which means a door-to-door delivery. It is it is really positive if you can use the existing infrastructure. It means our vehicle is able to get into a parking lot, which is existing. If you okay. have a bigger one, you need a kind of a bus station to right. get right. off. Right. Yeah? Okay. Because it's, it's very risky to stop directly on the street and to let people get off and get on. So this is a practical case. And this is what we talked with our stakeholders because we call, of course, everybody talked it's purpose-built, but this one is really purpose-built because we analyzed the use cases of the deployment companies, okay. of the municipalities, the cities. What, are you, what, are, what do you need? And there comes clearly up, we need a smaller one. Yeah? And better, we bring two or three of them on the road instead of one big one. So we get more sequence, more service for public transportation or private transportation. Okay. Now your path toward commercialization from the press conference, if I remember, was North America first, Europe, and then Asia. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, is that maybe, 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 maybe what, what is clear and that have we announced, we will localize the mover in the U.S. first in 2025, okay. which means we will build a local plant and will manufacture the vehicle here with a clear target to fulfill the Buy America Act. You know, that act is a 75% should be local content. Otherwise, it's not very easy to be part of subscriptions of cities. And anyhow, we don't want to ship that vehicle. We want to have a footprint here uh, for good reason. And then the second is, and we will have a fast follow on an implementation. And it's not crystal clear if we start in Europe or in Asia, Middle East first. Let's see the first start. We do one step after the other. Okay. But we will, I would say, yeah, very fast follow with this global rollout. So that uh, in the end, I would say in the beginning of 27, we have uh, three locations three production locations covering the world uh, with a mover. Okay, and it's only for passengers? So this version is a passenger, a people mover called. Of course, we have a roadmap. So there will be, the next vehicle will be of a bigger size. Okay, okay. Yeah. You, you did say hold on mover, not hold on people mover. Right? Yeah, right, yeah, right. So so it's a hold on mover. Uh, exactly, but our technology is scalable and modular. As you know, we're coming from the platform technology. So. And this vehicle, easily, we can make a bigger one because all the technology is in the front and rear of the vehicle. So in the middle, 
somehow is nothing. Nothing that can that must be scaled. So we can easily scale the body for a bigger bigger size. And of course, we are also thinking about a cargo version. Okay. Yeah? okay. Size not defined, but clearly looking for more applications, more vehicles, like a real maker manufacturer. Now, from the um, content, we know Pinup Arena help with the uh, design. You're working with Mobileye. You're working with Beep, which is the running the operations of these, how much of this whole on movers content are, let's say, from Bentler? Is, is that correct? Yeah, is that, that the is way to perceive it? How much we, are, we, we are, have a strong yeah. heritage and we are at arm's length bounded to, to our Bentler okay. company. We are the vehicle manufacturer. Okay. We, we are, are the vehicle, vehicle integrator. integrator. That means from the engineering side, we, we define, we develop the vehicle, of course with partners who are doing subsystems, especially the Mobileye, the AD stack, but we have also for the EE architecture, we work with Cognizant, we're working with Conti, and so on and so forth. That's, That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we had nobody, nobody has 100% content on its own vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows. knows. Even with a competitor, right? Almost previously, right? Sure. Almost, yeah. I mean, we are doing the engineering job. From the manufacturing side, we do the general assembly, so we assemble the vehicle. And of course, Bentler is able to deliver the full chassis system, body parts, thermal management parts. Now, manufacturing, is that greenfield or is it existing? Yeah, to be, to be defined. Uh, to be it's defined. not clear. Okay. We can go greenfield, okay. but of course, as we are bounded to Bentler, there's a synergy. Could be that we get in use of existing plant with Bentler. What kind of volumes are you... Yeah, we plan volumes. So there we, I would say, there we define the next level. Our clear aim is to get into scales. That means, and this is also what we call automotive grade, that we will manufacture automotive grade. We are heading for volumes that will, will lead in, I would say, a 10-year perspective up to 50,000 vehicles a year. Okay, okay. And, and on the operational side of it, you, you wouldn't do that. You leave it to some, somebody yeah. like B. Exactly, correct? exactly. For us, it's a clear B2B business. That means we deliver to the sales channels like the operators or to the transportation authorities who are also capable to do something like this. But we do not operate the vehicles by on. Right. Okay. Now, you can't be on the China EVs and more podcast without talking about China. And so my questions are kind of related, this kind of China factor. One sense is any Chinese companies involved in this? And the other one is, do you see any opportunities yeah. in China? Because right now, I don't see anything like this. I know WeRide is doing the robo-vans, yeah. but I think it's still different. Baidu is doing robo-vans. Do you, so those two questions, what, what do you see the China factor in, in this? Yeah, you're totally right. I, I'm not happy with that we have less Chinese content or Chinese China involvement okay. because you know from 17 to 20 I and my team were very engaged in China sure. I sure. spent 50 percent of my time sure. in China and, sure. and and I really loved it to be there so the the shutdown and and the travel restrictions really hit us hard yeah and um, actually now it's 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 reopening and this is I would say an opportunity to get in touch again to get in business and and this is there we are very open. This we haven't known two months before. 
Right. Right. Yeah. right. So this this could be, um, I would say, an opportunity, not a game changer, but an opportunity changer, which I really appreciate, yeah? which is good. So uh, we will we will go for, I would say, open up back again into the Chinese market. You know, we are well connected in the Chinese market sure. uh, as the immobility team, as we were, and as Bentler with 18 plants in in China, all over China. So we are quite big in, in the Chinese market. We have a hub in Shanghai. So we are there and we, we really looking forward that it's again opening up, that we can do business together. We did this very successful in the past. Do you plan to show this maybe at an upcoming, maybe not Shanghai, but upcoming yeah, China? Let's see. Yeah. yeah. To, to kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm not decided yet, but yes, why not? Yeah, it's, it's to open up. Let's see how, how now the... I would say the business making is getting gaining speed again, yeah, coming back, and and hopefully I I'm able to fully I would say travel back to China this year. So yeah, yeah same here. Three years. Yeah, yeah. looking uh, forward. Uh, what what are, what are your? I hope you have some time to see the show, CES in the West Hall. What are your thoughts on some of the trends that you see at, at this CES? What, what, what do you see so, happening? Yeah, sadly, I had only one hour today to be but a lot of participants from the CES came to us and, and we, we exchanged, of course. Yeah? Okay. I think CES is also back because CES last year was somehow yeah. totally cancelled. Yeah. Yes. So normally I would have been here, but nobody else <laughs> was here. So it's good. I think... Um, yeah, it's, it's CES, it's uh, autonomous driving is still a, a hot topic on CES. You see it everywhere. Sure. And as sure. said, we see the movers. I would say a, a good a good trend to what I, what I like to say is uh, we are heading for a tipping point in autonomous driving. That's important. And, uh, but we see, we see autonomous driving highly feasible in this B2B area in the transportation. I think from cost side and from technology side, it still takes some more time until we have it until we have it in the passenger car. Okay, yeah. but okay. it will come. definitely. Okay. No. And and just to confirm, this vehicle will first run on the uh, segregated lanes. lanes. No, no. We are clearly heading for a mixed use mixed. case, mixed. Uh, right. not, uh, not geofenced geo area. So directly on the streets. That's what we are heading for with the NUS city, not to be named, and with Hamburg. Okay. Okay. But that's already been decided. Right, but just to be named. You know, um, when you're in Shanghai, if you remember, Shanghai has those bus routes, yeah. bus lanes. Yeah. That's a perfect option. Yeah, yeah, of course. Runs. I mean, I'm surprised that exactly. If there is an infrastructural support for having a partly geofenced area, that helps a lot. Yeah, we must not necessarily be part of the, I would say, high traffic area. Of course, both both is possible, and we do also the line operations. Yeah, so so we are free. Okay. All right. Thank you, Marco, for uh, talking to Tiny EVs more, and uh, wish you the best of luck. And I hope to see you maybe in China again. Yeah, thank you. What a pleasure, and, and I hope so too. Hi, this is your co-host, Lei Xing. When I last talked to Marco nearly six years ago at Auto Shanghai 2017, he was then the Vice President of Business Unit E-Mobility at Bentelor, which had just unveiled its first rolling chassis prototype, a scalable and modular platform that allows OEMs 
to set up fast and cost-efficient EV manufacturing. The 2.0 version of the so-called electric drive system debuted two years later, again at Auto Shanghai, and played a key role in helping Chinese real estate uh, conglomerate Evergrande move into EV manufacturing, as well as Sony's surprise debut of the Vision S electric concept at CES 2020. Fast forward to 2023, it's not surprising that Marco is now spearheading an effort by Bentler in the form of Holon to produce a complete vehicle. So in some way, the Holon mover has been six years in the making, if not more. It's an epitome of the biggest transformation the automotive industry is undergoing in its 100-plus year history, which is that the roles of OEMs and suppliers are no longer as clear-cut as they collaborate and compete for opportunities in mobility. Leigh and I will be sharing more of our conversations with the men and women around the world moving the EV, AV, and mobility sectors forward as part of this China EVs and More Max series. Some folks will be instantly recognizable, but some will just be people that are doing amazing things in the space that we think deserve to be highlighted. Don't worry, though. Leigh and I will continue to host our live weekly China EVs and More Twitter Spaces room that summarizes that week's most important news coming out of the China EV, AV, and mobility space. For those that can't catch the live show, you can find the China EVs and More pod on all major platforms or wherever you normally get your podcasts. As EV adoption reaches its global tipping point, it'll be even more important to stay updated on everything that's happening here. Lei and I are confident that China EVs and more is the best resource to do that. Until next time, as always, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.